You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another Revenge after show season two episode three called confidence and as we always like to open up we talk about the kind of quote that emily gives us and obviously today it speaks about confidence gabby usually writes it down i didn't because i knew she wouldn't but i can paraphrase it and it's like the it's like in sports you know uh you have to have confidence to make a decision and, and you have to have faith in your ability to make that decision because indecision will not get you what you want um and what I also found interesting about tonight's episode, um, and I'll introduce everyone in a moment, but I just kind of wanted to talk about this real fast, was uh, the fact that uh, that idea wasn't as, that theme wasn't as evident as it usually is, although it was um, underlying throughout confidence, you know, and we'll definitely talk about it with the press conference um, in terms of that. But I, of course, am your host, Phil Svitek, joined alongside Gabrielle Loren. Across from her, we have returning... Anna Koppel. ...in a more permanent position. She is now back in a permanent position. Welcome. Thanks, guys. (laughs) And uh, Catherine, who never left. (laughs) Yes, I'm here again. Catherine (laughs) Jolich, how are you? And uh, we've got some great stuff uh, brought to you by Catherine. So uh, thank you guys for participating and tweeting and emailing and all that stuff. Um, Questions, because it certainly helped out Catherine, and uh, we'll give you some good exclusives tonight. Looking from that interview, it. yes, yes. Uh, but let's let's get right into it. Let's talk about. Uh, let's start with Nolan's love triangle, or at least <laughs> what I think is Nolan's love triangle. His temporary one. <laughs> is that how you describe a love triangle? <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much. I'm, Phil thinks Emily's in the triangle, but we know <laughs> that there is a male that's coming into the love triangle in the future, near future, because we know Nolan likes to run both ways, but. Well, I we I that. just I just really enjoyed this storyline, even though it didn't get much airtime. Uh, Padma. Of, well, Padma and the whole like uh, M needs me. Things are getting yes. hot. You know, well, that, I know. to but her just... it sounded so dirty. She's probably like, "Oh God, this girl Emily. She's pretty, and she's hooking up with Nolan." Well, uh, what, what scares me is I thought, um, and I'll let you guys dispute this or agree with it, but. You know, last episode it seemed like we were aligning forces. Now I think p- things are going through Padma's head of like, okay, 90% of the receipts we have since we're being audited are not for business purposes. There's a huge alliance with Emily. Who is this Emily chick? And what does this all mean? And obviously the IRS is going to find fraud somewhere because I'm seeing this fraud already. 
Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, there wasn't a lot of Nolan tonight, though, but it's interesting that sort of what we did see, you, as you said, you picked up on there's quite a lot there, but it wasn't really a Nolan-focused episode. No, certainly yeah, not. But, it wasn't. Yeah, but I guess what he he always, ex- no matter what's going on in his life, M is the person that he runs to immediately, and that's what she saw tonight as well, didn't she? That no matter what, he's always at her side. <laughs> Yeah. Like when he yeah. got beat up in her house. Yeah. That was a funny. I just love him because he just takes things with stride. He sucks it up and he'll walk away and just be like, thanks. And he makes, he brings out the comedy in this show. I've said it first season. I'll say it this season because he just makes light of everything. It's like he gets to beat the shit out of, but yet he's okay. He's yeah. just cool with it. Well, Nolan and Conrad have the best throwaway lines in the in the, in the show. They always. Do. Always. They're always the, the, yes. the, the one liners both of them have. <laughs> this episode seemed to sort of for me come out of nowhere that there was this sort of reliance on Emily and commitment to Emily and he seemed very sad that she was kind of pushing him away and that kind of seemed uh, new and new seemed new new behavior Uh, well I mean, I guess I guess I would agree with you what was nice to see is Emily finally admitted that you know what like I in, in her own weird way, like, hey, I respect you and I appreciate the things you do for me um, each and every time. So, um, you know, because at first when she said, the less you know about this man, the better, I was like, oh, come on, Emily, like, just give the guy something. But then she kind of went into, you know, she opened up with the mother, uh, you know, in those things when they were talking in the bedroom. And so I thought that was a nice moment for Emily. Um Right, but, okay, last week, and this is a spoiler alert, everybody, in case you didn't listen last week, but last week I gave a spoiler alert that there will be a storyline of uh, Nolan and Padma having a love connection. So, today, tonight, uh, Nolan completely blew her off that he was about to ask her out for a fancy dinner, and then Emily called, and, I mean, that was it. You know, okay, Em, I'm on my way. So Let let me get this from your female perspectives um you know so i forget who it was but someone mentioned like the handshake between padma and emily that like was me what, what, what was your take on that i was i said that's a long handshake because by both or uh, who initiated the long handshake well usually when you're shaking hands and somebody's introducing you you wait until the introduction is over but nolan was having trouble with that he was like this is emily she's uh um She's uh, uh, Emily. So mm-hmm. they kept shaking hands for that. It was very awkward. Yeah. But also, you know, you're saying that um, she ran off, he ran off to Emily. But isn't it also, you know, if you're sort of interested in someone, you're showing interest in someone else, it makes them more interested in you. Yeah. Like Padma The saw, chase. Yeah, the chase. I mean, so for her, I mean, seeing uh, that Emily, he seems to run to Emily, doesn't that make it a challenge for her to kind of yeah. win Nolan over? It does. It does. Let me let me also ask this. Um, do you guys also think that because in in some weird way Nolan knows the the stakes of all of this that you know what if he misses Emily's call or doesn't come to a rescue it is potentially a life and death situation for Emily. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, yes, but I think he also enjoys being needed. I think you know he's definitely getting something out of this. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like she's paying him or sleeping with him. I, By the way, I like uh, to to cut you off. Um, I like how you said he he likes to feel needed because uh, Padma posed the the proposition to him like, "Hey, you're mm-hmm. not here. This company kind of needs you or needs something." 
and now he's showing up at the office finally. Right. So that's that. That is an interesting character trait of Nolan. That. But at the same time, I'll throw a prediction out there, and I said this in the first season too, that I honestly believe that Nolan is related to Emily. And I think that's why he also feels committed to her, aside from what the father said to him. Like Star Wars kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guess so. Well, we'll find out. David Clark, man, getting around. Uh, yeah, right? That whole family, it's like everyone's related. I know. Well, now I'm starting to wonder who's Emily's real family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like right now, that's another question on my mind. Like, is David Clark even yeah, Emily's I mean, biological father? That was thrown out? Could be the white-haired guy. You never know. <laughs> yes. It certainly could be. Well, yeah. uh, let's move off the topic of uh, Nolan just because I want to get to the bigger picture stuff. Um, but before we do, uh, again, you know, I kind of said it a little bit when I, I thank you guys for participating. When we when you wanted the questions for Catherine to ask Madeline Stowe and Emily Van Camp, um, you guys really came through for us. Um, now we encourage you guys to rate and comment on iTunes as as we've always said or hopefully have said. You know we we really like to start the conversation here at After Buzz TV and we want you guys to continue it. And so by rating and commenting, we kind of get your thoughts and some again. You guys have pretty good theories, and I like bringing those into our perspectives yeah. and, and sharing those on air. So yeah. it builds a community, and that's what we like. So rate and comment on iTunes and tell a friend. And we do acknowledge yeah. those that have written to us on YouTube as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, Gabby goes on there, and she I go, she and I respond, and, you know, yeah. it's fun. I love yeah. it. It is. Um, all right, let's talk about um, Declan stealing. Again, uh, last episode, it was kind of a short thing, and we're like, we're, well, he wasn't stealing at that point. It was more, he, he aligned himself, and I, I bet you there was a deleted scene that we didn't see yeah. for time, Probably. because there was a, there was kind of a huge jump to go from that to that, mm. but, um, and I'll cut to the right to the chase, like, who do we think this Mr. Ryan guy is? I mean, that was just so creepy, especially, and I, and I only think of that because when he said, I'll definitely follow up on that favor barkeep yeah he called him barkeep yeah uh he is too nice about it definitely so he definitely it's like it's like the mob you know do you a favor but i'm gonna come back for mine is mr ryan in any way associated with the graysons and he may know kind of some things and that's why he knows that you know uh as as great as Jack is, he's ultimately already sold his soul kind of once in some weird way, but taking it back. So he knows he can manipulate this guy. I and could, certainly Declan is manipulated. I, I mean, I could see him having some relation with Emily, being that he was so nice. Because knowing that, you know, Jack was somebody in her past that she really cared about. That's his brother. Maybe he was being overly nice knowing that. And he's going to come back with a favor that's going to help Emily out in the end. I could be saying something really out of turn here, but I'm finding the Jack and Declan storyline at the moment not as compelling somehow. I find that that they're not really coming, especially with Declan, I'm finding that unless something really comes of this, I'm kind of getting a little bit, it's kind of a side story mm. that's not kind of, I'm kind of wondering if it's going to fit into something. I think it seems that way now, like you're saying, but I have a strong feeling that the writers have thought about what they're doing Uh, and there's going to be something through that relationship. Just on the the way that he approached it when Mm. he said, like, I'll remember that. There w- I mean, that was yeah. a line right there. Mm. I think that's your lead into another storyline eventually down the road. Yeah, but I, I, I share Catherine's frustration. Like, like I said, there, I mm. felt like there was a deleted scene. Like, yeah. we're just kind of moving this plot along somehow, mm. and yeah. we're not getting the, 
we're not getting the through line. Yeah, yeah it's kind be, of a bit of a filler mm. kind of happening at the moment. I'm finding with this story with Declan, it's like okay, and it seems a little sort of you know, where is he going? What's happening? Cap- yeah, I don't know. I'm just not getting really excited yeah, about where this is going. But hopefully they'll they'll actually bring this around, and yeah. I, I can get and I excited so. about Declan again. Where it's going. I think they will. But yeah. for me, I think the, the stronger play could have been um, their their dynamic. Obvi- obviously, they've played a little bit to it, but um, Amanda, Emily, or uh, Amanda, Jack, and Declan. Yeah. You know, and them dealing with the baby and things like that. Um, I felt, you know, that way you could kind of be reinforcing something else that's already laid out rather than starting something fresh. Yeah. You guys, Declan has never been compelling. We've <laughs> never liked him. We've never liked his storyline. This is not a surprise. Come well, on. Well, I know when he was with Charlotte, yeah, I was, was a lot dramatic. more interested in, in Declan. I kind of felt more for him. I'm just not feeling much for him at the moment. That's what I think I'm trying to say. Because yeah. he has not, the weakest storyline yeah, right now. I just why. don't have any kind of sympathy with where he's going at the moment. I'm just not I think kind he's of... Just lost yeah. and so he's I losing just, us in the process. I, yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm just don't kind of care about him much at the mm. moment. I'm hoping that they kind of here's why I, ne- I, yeah. I mean in the best way. Yeah. Uh, here's why I never liked Declan's storyline or his personality mm. is because I just maybe he reminds me of me and being an angry teen <laughs> but I just don't care for it. I mean, you know maybe yeah. maybe I see myself in him and I'm just like I don't want I don't care for it. I don't want to see that. Um you know, where it's just an angry teen trying to, as you say, find himself. And he doesn't have the proper outlets. And it, he's taking out his frustrations by doing things like stealing. He's upset about the relationship between Amanda and his brother, Jack. Yeah. So why don't we talk about that, that relationship, Amanda, Jack, and... Let's do it. Well, or Amanda, Emily, and Charlotte, maybe. Well, I mean, I think Jack admitted something incredible tonight, that basically he's going to be there for the kid, but, but he's not, in the not relationship. For, but not for her. So I think that was an incredible admission you, tonight. I agree. And I, yeah. you know what I think about that also? I feel sorry for her because she feels obligated to help Emily, mm-hmm. but in her heart she wants to be with Jack and she doesn't want to ruin things and she knows it's going to bring trouble, yet she has to follow through with what Emily wants and her wishes. And then it leads to things like Jack trying to walk away from her. And I think that's going to be addressed in the next episode where Amanda might rebel even more. Like, she might not be suckered into Emily. I think Jack is also still in love with Emily. And yeah, we saw that sort of on uh, outside of the bar where they had the conversation. Uh, He was very grateful to her for still being around and being good to Amanda and just sort of sticking around and being in their lives. And uh, he said that again to Amanda you know, that she's so generous and go ahead, Phil, what do you want to say? No, I was, (laughs) no, I don't mean, if you have more to say, I I don't mean to cut you off, but, um, Phil's just really excited. I think, (laughs) I I think Declan kind of helped initiate the spark in Jack to think like, okay, I'm going to be here for the baby, but not necessarily you. Yeah. And also, and, and, uh, the romantic that I am, I think it's actually pretty cool that, um, you know, he's seeing, okay, you know what, this may be the shell, you know, this may be Amanda, but he he senses that it's not the true Amanda. You know, whereas, like, his heart is compelling him towards Emily, yeah. who is, in fact, the real Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, not that he knows that. I think he just feels he doesn't have the bond with it's this It's love. Amanda. It's his heart is going in the right direction. Yeah, yes, exactly. But he doesn't realize it's the right direction. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, the head and the heart are separated. Yeah, yeah. And so now I almost wonder what the relationship between Amanda and Emily is going to be like, being that now it's a question of Jack being in her life or not. Well, Emily, you know, showing her this power control, you know, the whole the whole reason of not right. telling Amanda that it is really Jack's baby because she can wield 
wield so much power over getting her to do whatever she wants her to do now. But why is Amanda second-guessing who the baby's father is? Well, she believed her. Yeah. But why? She's the one who's in control of her own body. Because she believed the paternity test. Because that's what yeah, Matt, she, what's what Emily told her. So she's believed her. And she had a one-night stand yeah. with, around so, the same time. Yeah, so she, Do we know who she had the one-night stand with? <laughs> I, I, we think I it's Takeda. No, we don't know. Yeah, well, that's what I think. That's what I think. I, I th- she said who it was, but I don't, I yeah, don't remember. Yeah. Um, this just came to me. Remember she smelled the bottle of booze? She, she couldn't sleep, so she was drinking more milk. She, like, smelled the bottle of booze. And just put it down. And then Jack came down and talked to her. Why didn't he have any question about, like, hey, why do you have a bottle of whiskey in front of you? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was that she's missing drinking. She's a, she's a party girl. She likes to drink. And she's pregnant. So it was like, she can't do it. So Yeah, but why didn't Jack say anything about it? Like, hey, you're pregnant with my child. But she why didn't is drink whiskey? it. I know, but he didn't see that. But, like, it was right well, in front he, of Well, he, here's why. Because, um... In the conversation, she said, I'm not going to feed my baby yeah. at the bark, you know? Yeah. And so he, he could have taken it as that as her looking at, like, this is what my life is becoming. I'm just, yeah. you know, going to be raising a baby at a bar. Yeah. It looked really suspicious. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting, you know, because just going back to saying the thing about confidence, it was interesting that that first line about confidence, and then we were followed with a series of scenes of everyone's got insomnia and having trouble sleeping. You know, I just thought, well, people are lacking confidence, you know, in the sense that they're all troubled. And I thought that was interesting because I think insomnia came up like three times with Victoria having it, Amanda having it, Emily having it. Yeah, yeah Emily you know likes I, to clean. Yes. <laughs> I actually do not think that they lack confidence because I don't think – Half of them would be as successful in their pursuits. If but I'm they saying weren't. at the moment, I think they're battling with sort of. Um, I think they have their demons. Troubled. Yeah, but yeah. I don't necessarily think that they're not confident about their motives. You know, uh, to a degree. I mean, you know, every every time something comes up, every time a new uh, a new truth is revealed, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of alter. And even if for that moment, and especially, you know, all it takes is that one moment for you to kind of falter. And then that's when you get unexpectedly hit. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of keeps happening. Yeah. And so there, there's also a fine line like, yeah, you have to have confidence. But if you have too much confidence, then you're ultimately going to be wrong. You know, right. you, have to, you have to have that worry in you and yet have the confidence to do what you need to do. So I it's agree. a very fine balance. As the Takeda, I'm sure, would yeah. teach. Yeah. And also, you know, when you see like there's always kind of – curves of what happens to Victoria and what happens to Emily and they do rebound you know with so that I think that's they do get thrown curveballs all the time but somehow they rebound very quickly and figure out a new path to still get where they want to go yeah yeah and and I think you know the press conference is the yeah. penultimate of, yeah. of all of this um uh, what about Charlotte though we didn't really talk about her and her relationship with Emily and Amanda yes yes let's do that um you know I know us three were Last week, because you weren't here, Gabby, but last week, the three of us were kind of wondering, um, you know, why exactly um, Emily showed um, Charlotte and Amanda and all that, you know, and obviously we find out now it's because Charlotte and Amanda are getting close and, you know, now Amanda's kind of becoming into the family by default. So I thought that was a nice development. 
Do you think that's upsetting to Emily that this is going down? Or do you think that... No, I, I think, think the, she wants it to happen, doesn't she? For her plan, but do you think yeah. that internally she's kind of struggling with the fact that, like, I'm really the family? And I don't know if she wants to be part of this family, though, does she? The Graysons. <laughs> I don't know, but I almost wonder about Charlotte because I feel like she still feels obligated to, like, be a sister figure in her life mm. by her helping her in some senses. So I feel like that relationship is the strongest, maybe not so much with Victoria and everything. I think in the beginning she felt guilty because Victoria was in love with her father and her father loved Victoria. However, I think there's so much to the story and who knows now, like, even if David Clark is her father, like we're saying. (laughs) So, I mean, I just think it's too twisted for her to even care about anybody but Charlotte right now. (laughs) I feel like she does love Charlotte. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. I mean, if she did love Charlotte, she ultimately wouldn't be doing what she's doing right now because this is ultimately when the truth comes out that's just going to destroy Charlotte she's going to be like you mm-hmm. lied to me as well yeah, yeah that's a horrible one I was shocked actually yeah with that uh, yeah you're right how can she ever really about her own father too yeah. like it's her father also yeah you would but think. you're right how could Charlotte ever forgive her if she that's... knew her real identity you know if that ever comes out well whenever it comes out but I guess like yeah. the whole thing is Emily's plan will will fall apart if she lets Charlotte in on what's going on so I guess mm-hmm. she has to like protect herself and her plan yeah. by like keeping her in the dark and using her as like bait and do you think that um, she got Amanda to give her the journal because she wants Charlotte to know more about her father or was really just a plot to kind of what was Victoria. a plot, right? Because it's not the actual journal you said, correct? It's not. It's, right. as Emily says, yeah. you know, she made altercations. And, and so I think mm. she's trying to play it that Victoria's this horrible person instead of someone David loved. I think so. I mean. To pit her against her mother. Now, it could actually be the real journal. Yeah. <laughs> that remains to be debated. Um I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, do the do the means justify the end? I don't know. I think ultimately she will hurt Charlotte, and Charlotte will not like her in the yeah. end. <laughs> Anna, you're kind of quiet on this one. No, I. Time will tell. I do think it's the real journal. We'll see. I guess. But right. uh, but yeah, that will definitely hurt Charlotte. Uh, I think right now all she cares about is fighting her mom, which we we did see her mom at the motel. Um. I don't. Did we talk about that? We haven't talked about that. Um, all right, let's let's move on to the. Pre- I want to save the mom for last, okay. even though chronologically it's you know it doesn't make sense necessarily to do it last. But before we do, um, I want to tell you guys um, about the AfterBuzz TV fall lineup. I'm sure there's multiple shows that you guys are watching because it's the fall. Revenge is one of those fall shows, so we appreciate your listenership slash viewership. Um, but I guarantee you, like us, you guys are super fans of many shows. Um, and if if it's a TV show, we're probably doing it. Um, aside from perhaps porn, we we haven't quite we haven't started porn yet. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think porn's episodic though. No. So you know, probably, probably not a lot to to, to discuss. Yes. But it, if it is a non-pornographic TV show, I guarantee you we're probably covering it. So check it out on AfterBuzzTV.com, and uh, you know, even if you're not a fan of some of these TV shows. Again, one of the greatest things that you can do for us is really tell a friend, spread the word, because you may not be a fan of certain shows, but I guarantee your friends will be. Um, and uh, it really helps us out, you know. And, John, can we edit out the porn thing when we put this up online? Is that possible? We will we- not edit out the porn thing. <laughs> we can't. We can. We can and we will. Come on. Uh, by the way, speaking of a great show and... Uh, 
tune into Jersey Shore this Thursday. There's going to be a lot of controversy. You know, uh, it's my With very good friend. My, no, no, not the, not, the, not the show. I don't know the show. But the after show. Oh, the after show. The after show I know is going to be great because yeah. my partner in crime here at AfterBuzz TV, Kevin Undergaro, um, co-executive producer, he he does the show and it's and it's gonna be madness. So you guys, wait, what's wow. going on? Well, you're on the show, Gabby. So I gonna... told you I'm not gonna be here this this week. Oh, I'm this working. is gonna be amazing, Gab. <laughs> we're actually gonna be talking about Gabby. What? Oh, oh, ass. that's it. Oh. For those of you in the complete lost, you, you see, this is why you have to watch all the AfterBuzz shows because <laughs> then these inside <laughs> jokes will actually make sense. All right, right. <laughs> let's talk about the press conference. He's not lying either. I'm so not lying. <laughs> okay. All right, press conference. Um, just what I really liked about it is it, just it was a, it was a culmination of just shit hitting the fan. And everyone trying to deal with it, and, you know. Uh, to you know, this is where the uh, Emily's idea of confidence really came through, and ultimately Victoria, did, you know, and Conrad too. Ultimately, with when he got the phone call from AmeriCorp, they really picked their strategy. Well, I think uh, we need to right roll in. back though. Why Go did ahead. this all start? Because the passport was sent to the house with the by, note by Aiden. So yes. we haven't spoken much about Aiden, which said we have not. Yes, no. We need to speak a bit more about him. It said, yeah. faking your death and disappearing didn't work. Let's do the death part for real this time. That was a note that was in the passport that Daniel received. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's, now Now we can begin. Well, <laughs> well speaking of Daniel in confidence, I yeah. love the new Daniel. I, I know. You know. Because old Daniel was like, somebody tell me what to think. Now you know, like bounding through the door. Yeah. He's like, okay. all of you in here now. Yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah, so I love New Daniel. I love his confidence. Yeah, but ultimately, it's 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 still pathetic because he's just so in the dark, and every decision he well, makes is bad. But okay. go ahead. You no, go I was ahead. just going to say about that. There was that great line from Conrad about your gullibility. You know, you've got to sort of get over your gullibility or something. He threw out a line like that, which was he's yeah. so brutally honest, <laughs> like is. with his own family. I love it. But yeah. I think I think. Uh, Emily ultimately gave him finally the direction and his mission to go off of mm. play her game better than her. Exactly. That and was... that's, I think, the gullibility is now gone. Mm. But then again, is that Emily being like, like you know, working in her plan and in her favor? Or is that her like still having some feelings for Jack and trying, or Jack, not Jack, Jack, sorry, Daniel. Well, I think she's trying, trying to, to help him. You know, as the, I think as Aiden says, you know, you're getting his trust back. Like she, he, he it's lost part of the trust. Game. He lost trust in her. So now she is doing everything to regain his trust, isn't she? So doing all these little things of like, you know, advice and You know what's kind of funny? She yeah. kind of needs everybody's trust in this whole game because she wants everyone to think she's the innocent, like mm. nice girl, so that she can have everyone working against each other, but not working against her. Yeah. So I think that's like her goal is to keep the trust with everybody. I think she never had feelings for Daniel, ever. I really, really, really. Yeah. Well, Takeda has. That was something that uh, was brought up in this episode that uh, Aiden won that course, and Takeda said you have to not have compassion you have so that's something you need to get rid of uh so i think that you know daniel's just a pawn in her plan yeah but why was takeda so worried that 
that Daniel was going to be a distraction, and that's why it was between Jack and Daniel, and not one. Remember, there was like some in the last, yeah, last yeah, in the last season, yeah, season they yeah. pre- he pretty much was like, you can't save both of them or something like that. Well, I think Jack was more of a problem than and she loves Jack, and he was meddling, and he wanted to dig deeper into what's going on. You know what? I mean, I I, I think you're right. But ultimately, sometimes we just, you know, I think to your point, Gabby, sometimes we just need to be reminded of those things. You know what I mean? Because she is a human. At the same time, she's an evil person. But she is human and she has feelings. And I think sometimes love is blind. And maybe even with her training, it's still something that's hard for her. Yeah. I think here's here's ultimately why I zone in on her giving the advice to Daniel is because I think it'll also... could be devastating to her in this season where it's actually going to work against her by Daniel acting the way that he will mm. you know and I, I, hopefully I'm right because I look forward to seeing that where Daniel's actually going against Emily in some sense I can not see meaning, that. not meaning to but by the actions that he's taking it's actually foiling Emily every step of the way like she shouldn't have actually said that to him because at the same point he could be doing that shit to her pretty much and like ruining her plan well he doesn't know she's playing a guy but he could be playing that game right back to her mm. you know what I mean and then she's fooled I don't think I, I think the level it would go to is that he's unknowingly doing because what if he what if he starts that relationship again with Emily and ditches Ashley, but he doesn't really care about Emily. He's just doing it for another motive. Mm-hmm. I, no, I think he cares about Emily. I actually think he genuinely has some yeah. affection for yeah. her until he, you know, at this point, and he thinks that mm-hmm. that she's showing again some feelings towards him. Yeah, I don't think that Daniel is smart enough to outwit either of these women. <laughs> I don't. Maybe being around them long enough he'll figure it out. Just no, he's been around for a while. Yeah. I don't think, I really don't, so. Now, look, let's talk about Victoria and her kind of process of what goes through her mind from the moment Charlotte comes in to the moment, hey, you know what? Um, what may come, I'm going out there. Well, it's like, Typical kind of, you know, like if a politician's caught or, you know, you admit it first, don't you? You know, mm-hmm. I had the affair. Like, I mean, it's that typical, she turned it around really fast, didn't she? I am so glad that you said politicians because <laughs> when they were standing up there, I was like, they look like the freaking Romneys, yeah, like standing there I mean, holding a, hands. When you caught with your so pants weird. down, you admit that, that your pants were down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think she was just very smart. She turned it around immediately going, instead of trying to, yeah, and that's exactly what she did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think ultimately what worked for I mean that was the weirdest press conference ever. But so awkward. <laughs> yeah, but awkward. the press probably loved it. Like, oh my god, look at all this juicy information. But the reason why it worked though is because ultimately Dan- I think Daniel was the key piece, and he came up, and and obviously Amanda too played a key part in that. But just yeah, I mean that was a. But did you think Emily knew this was going? Because remember, Amanda X. was going to leave. And Emily said to her, no, you have to stay for this. So yep. do you think she knew that that was going to happen, that she was going to definitely embrace think she Amanda did. into the and fold? And that is why she said, make yeah. sure you watch the 10 o'clock news yes. because she knew exactly what was going to go down. Yeah. Although Aiden also fostered that, even though I, she didn't know he was really helping I think the, the plan situation. ultimately changed. I think there were so many, you know, uh, Victoria had a plan. Emily had a plan. Mm-hmm. But so many of these things came up and Conrad had a plan. You could throw him into the mix. But they had to alter their plans based off of what was happening. And so I think Emily knew, but she made her sh- I, only in that moment 
mm-hmm. she kind of saw what was going on. And I think yeah. that speaks to the confidence of, like, you've got to make your decision fast. fast yeah. And that, that's what they did in those moments leading up to the press conference. Yeah. Right. You know, and same thing for Daniel. He made up his mind right in those moments of, like, okay, I'm going to join. Mm-hmm. I'm going to join there. And so now I think this whole family is exposed and they pretty much know what Amanda Clark looks like now on national television. They know Charlotte is David Clark's daughter. And, I mean, clearly the initiative was watching because <laughs> a phone call was made right away to Conrad as Victoria was up on the podium. Yeah. And I think the initiative is actually AmeriCorps because they're monitoring them, I think, because obviously they're the main people involved with that whole um, airplane situation and the bombings. It wasn't David Clark. It was them. Yeah. And so anything that is going to um, frame them, they have to, like, be careful for. And I think they call David Clark because they know David Clark is really just dealing with Victoria. And Victoria's the one that's outspoken and trying to bring everyone down with the truth. So I think they're trying to get Conrad against... Um, I don't know if I just said David Clark, but I meant Conrad. I think they're trying to get Conrad to work with them to bring down Victoria now mm-hmm. because of what she's doing and how she's, like, publicizing everything. Your guys' thoughts? I'm really confused about what's happening, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? The too many, too many Well, they still think the yeah. white hair man's alive, right? They do. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. So but they think he's going to be the next target, apparently, yeah. because of that letter. Or the, with the passport, right? They think that he's going to be targeted now? Or, yeah. Because Conrad no, they're, they're said the that in Victoria. They're the ones who are targeting him. Yeah, Aiden set this kind of thing in motion now that they think the white hair man is still there and that basically they're still in danger, right? Isn't that yeah. what he's kind of set in motion now with but the Conrad and Victoria? But didn't Conrad say to Victoria after the press conference that they're go- that now the target is the white haired man? The initiative is going after the white haired man. But they, that, because yeah. they don't know he's he's dead. Gone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why does Conrad want to get out of the country though? Because he also said to the reporter that they're going to Tuscany, and he mentioned before that. Everybody's leaving the country. Victoria's like, no, I'm not running away. Why Why is Conrad so set on leaving the country? Uh, well, is it? I know he wanted to leave the country initially, but then the Tuscany thing was after after the press conference. And yeah. I think I think the Tuscany thing is more about the marriage, the, f- the fact that him and Victoria are getting together mm-hmm. rather than leaving the country. It's still leaving the country, though. It well, is, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But I well, still I think that could play into the plot with the initiative. Maybe they said something to him on the phone, and so he's setting her up for something. Well, they're both afraid of the initiative, aren't they? Isn't, isn't no, that- but I think, yeah, but he hates Victoria, and I think he'll do anything to bring her down anyways, and he'll be the last one standing. So if he can, like, work with these other people and, like, save himself, I think it's always about I instead of us. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to work with them to take her down and, like, get her out of the picture. Try to blow her up on a plane again. <laughs> Same plan. Well, speaking of which, let's talk about Emily's mom, which is the which is more of a discussion on Aiden. Um, so obviously, he discovered that in the AC unit, which was kind of brilliant. How he just looked at the central air and was like, "Oh, got it." That's such a but that's such a rip from Dexter. Total rip. I feel we say homage. <laughs> Homage. Stole it. Say it with me. Homage. <laughs> A homage plea. Rip off. Fair enough. Stole uh, but obviously, idea. you know, as we've, you know, kind of talked about all these storylines, Aiden is the one who set a lot of this in motion, and everyone had to kind of react to it tonight. Um, how are you guys liking Aiden? 
Apart from physically, of course. I know. I said that he was hot. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I'm liking him. Yeah, I'm starting to like him. Yeah. I think there's a lot of mystery to his character because, yeah. I mean, yes, I think it obviously has a huge, like, connection with Emily, but I think he knows more than he's saying. I think he actually knows about her mother, knows knew when mm. he visited the hotel that that was the mother. I'm, I'm thinking that too, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's knows a lot more than he's letting on at this point. And yeah. he's really kind of pulling some strings behind the scene because he knows what he's kind of... Well, here's the, so let me because, ask. Wait, can I say something mm. to that point? Um, he had said, "It's not about finding your mother to Emily. It's what you find when you do." Right. So that makes me think he knows a lot about Emily's mom, and he knows where she is right now. Because why else would he have said that? He knows. Well, that me, was a hint yeah. right there. Let me ask you this: Is his true motive to gain Emily's trust back? Because if it was, I feel like this is something you reveal to Emily. Like, hey. Where's your mo- where the mother is. Yeah. But he also says that he doesn't want her to lose track of her mission. So that's why he doesn't want her to find her mother. But honestly, the mother plays a huge part in this whole mission because... But I, but I think he thinks that she's just going to be distraught when she finds out the truth that her mother is not the mother she thought she had. You know, that she was probably working against her father the whole time. From being in the hospital to now. That the mother was working against... Yeah, David Clark. Victoria sort of alluded to that in the preview. Yeah, exactly. She did. Well, that would be something to gain her trust because he said something like, how many times do I have to apologize before you trust me again? When you want to gain somebody's trust, you do things to be trustworthy. And that would especially especially if you know she's looking for her mother, you know where her mother is, Mm. bring her to her mother thereby succeeding. Right. But maybe but that, maybe he's the keeping best option, but yeah. maybe the reason he doesn't want to do that is because by Emily reuniting with her mother it might be a very dangerous track. Which I am with Catherine because yeah. there's a lot of things we don't know about. Let me her ask mother. you this then. I'm going to follow up with you Catherine and uh, I want your response on this. Is it because of the sister? Because of Aiden's sister and the truth that he found in his mission through that? Could be, couldn't it? Could be. Could be, yeah. But I tend to think that as much as she's searching for her mother, it's going to end up being quite, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a good thing. Let's put it that way. So, So so if Aiden thinks it's not good for her to be with her mother, then then he's protecting her. Well, why can't he warn her? Why can't he say, listen, I know where your mom is. Just oh, God. Then she'll hold him captive until <laughs> yeah. he tells her. Right, yeah, but That's why can't why. he, like, give her a heads up? Like, listen, I'm going to take you to her, but just as a heads up, this is what's going on. Because we are a whole series to kind of because find out. Because she also, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, that's true. But she also has compassion. She has not lost her compassion. And for her own blood, I think it's a different story. And when it involves her mother, regardless, she's going to want to know where her mother is and what's going on. It's not going to be like, okay, Aiden, I won't look for my mom. Here's it's what I don't like about Aiden is that he wasn't careful. You know, even even the most careful person isn't as careful as, I mean, the, the Southampton police thing. <gasps> Yes, and that you was know a huge what? Mistake. She left yeah. a voicemail on Gordon, the white-haired man's voicemail about the Lasky, and Emily was listening to it. Emily's going to know that Aiden visited. 
Oh, no, uh, she just she knows about the... Lasky, though. There's no detective. She's going to find out who well, made that visit. She doesn't know if that was Aiden, though, at but this point. Where did she did she say her location when she made that voicemail? No. No, obviously okay. not, because, because she, she'd know where her mother is. Because, yeah, but Aiden <laughs> brought that, that thing from Gordon, right? The, the airplane, the thing from the airplane? The yeah, but, but that you're was not going to the AC unit. Yeah, brought but it not, to Emily. But Gordon had <laughs> it, and Gordon has a relationship with a mother, the and she box, knows wasn't that. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the black box from the flight? Probably. Yeah, it's a black box. But pretty much mm-hmm. like, but but I think Emily's going to put it together because if you're smart, you'll realize Gordon had a relationship with the mother, and she and then and Aiden got the thing from Gordon. So obviously, like they're probably in the same location. She's going to realize. Hmm. I just want to point out a quick thing is that last week I was like, oh, we found out that his name is Gordon. And you guys were like, that's a fake name. Come on. You're an idiot. Yeah, we <laughs> did. I, yeah. I, I, I surrender. <laughs> yes. Gordon is his real name. Gordon. Gordon Murphy. It's just me on my high horse right now. Just saying, guys. It's really funny. Just saying. <laughs> so. so Emily's mom, anything else better? Um, well, obviously it leads uh, now this kind of sets off in motion Emily, and going to find her. And Victoria's the last hope, supposedly. Supposedly, if she doesn't know that Aiden knows where he is. Where she's yeah, I mean, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll cop to this. I mean, you know what? It could be uh, It could be that Emily realizes, hey, I need Aiden's help, you know, because there might be a connection. I think it's a little far-stretched, mm. but who knows? There might be a connection made somehow. I don't know. Connection between, sorry? The- uh, Gabby's connection of, like, well, he found the thing, therefore, I don't know. Like, where, because he found it in the hotel room where Gordon was staying, and Gordon's connected to the mother. So I think she's going to realize there's a connection. Aiden knows where my mother is. Right. She's going to know. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one missing piece in there that Emily's going to find out that could lead to that. That's that's. Where did you find this, Aiden? All right. (laughs) But we have so much news and gossip to get to, so let's go right into that. After Buzz TV News. And let's start with you, Anna. What do you got this week? And then we'll get into Catherine's interview. All right. I've got stuff. So um, Josh Bowman, who plays Daniel, uh, is in a movie with Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's called I don't know. So Undercover. Uh, it's an action comedy film, and it's set to be released December 7th, 2012 in the UK. Um, and it's going to be released straight to DVD November 19th in the <laughs> oh, United that's States. that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they work together previously on something? Because I think they used to date. Yeah, they used to date. They did. He did date her. Maybe this is an old film because if it's going straight, must be old because it must be going straight to DVD because it's already out. But it's it's just released uh, September December. Doesn't mean that could have been made years ago. Yeah, I think because I think they were dating at that time. Yeah, I think it was made years ago. It's just now getting. And then he dated Amy Winehouse after her or something like that. (laughs) been around, huh? Yeah, he has before people knew who he was. So this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. Um, this is uh, an interview with Gabriel Mann, who plays Nolan. You might be able to like confirm or deny this. I don't know. I don't know. No. what he says. Um, but they're just asking about Nolan's character and what we're going to see this year and you know, his life outside of Emily. And so he does confirm, you know, you're, we're going to see more of Noel Corp and maybe secret family members. Uh, and Ooh. then, and then he talks about showrunner Mike Kelly and that his intentions are to like really take the characters uh, and just have them give as much as possible. And then he quotes, "As to whether this means somebody is going to not make it, very likely. 
Will that be me? Possibly. I don't know. I'm having a great time on the show, and I'm not quite ready to give up the Hamptons just yet, but anything can happen. So I don't know. Does that sound like he no, might be leaving the show? No, he said that last season <laughs> when I interviewed him that he didn't know if he could have been a, the one that was killed off. Because well, it was, like, very shady in the script of who was going to die. Yeah, or it could yeah. be, like, the Victoria death. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you never know. <laughs> and then uh, you can follow up with this. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff about Team this. Team yeah. <laughs> But, uh, again, this is a spoiler alert. Uh, Madeline Stowe, who plays Victoria, we have uh, her mother is going to be cast. Uh, Adrian Barbeau will be joining the cast as Victoria's mother. And we see, um, we'll learn about a lot about the monster that Victoria Grayson was put together, and we'll learn that there's a lot of damage that went into this little girl that became Victoria Grayson, and it was at the hands of her mother. So Emily and Victoria will share a lot more than they would have ever expected in the family. Interesting. So, so the okay, mothers pop, are evil. Pop quiz. Do you guys know which show Adrian Bobo was in? Which uh, show? too young. Yeah, she was a major cast member. Maud, very. Wait, give us. Wait, which one? Maud, Maud. Um, She was more. Yeah, I was gonna say, give us. I cheated. I cheated. cheated. (laughs) It's in her news. One of the great sitcoms of. Had you ever seen Maud? Did you ever see? I've never. To be honest, I've I've never never even heard of the show. It's blasphemous. I know. It's blasphemous, especially since I work in this business. I can't believe I've never heard of Maud. She was also on the Love Boat. Love Boat, I've heard of. She was also on Fantasy Island. I've heard of that. Hotel. And I haven't re- heard of that. Her <gasps> recent work includes Grey's Anatomy, Dexter, General Hospital, CSI New York. I've heard of all those. And that's it. And Rebecca, okay, look up more. <laughs> it's one of the great sitcoms that went for many years. So I'll look it up. <laughs> but, John, let's cue up that video. Uh, um, so this is. Phil, before we get into that, I think one of you said that's before they casted the mother. I was going to get into that. Oh, yeah, you are. Because yeah, yes. she talks okay. about, let's just run yeah, the video. So, uh, yeah, so, John, go ahead and play that video for but, us. This is the interview that like, Catherine did uh, with Madeline Stowe. We're going to play about a minute of it for yeah. you guys. Adrian Barbeau is playing my mother, and we're just going to start uh, tomorrow, actually, shooting. And you're going to come to find that uh, Victoria and her mother have been alienated for a good number of years, and there's a very profound reason for it. Uh, the, the mother is a, is a fascinating... She's like Victoria, um, but... but uh, did where Victoria is actually a real mother, even though she makes mistakes, Victoria's mother was not so... And Victoria adored her mother and was betrayed by her time and time again. It does seem a lot about mother relationships this season. Yes. Yes, it does. Jennifer Jason Lee, who is exceptional, plays a, a mad woman who is um, Emily's mother. And so Emily has to confront her own um, maybe genetic predisposition to, towards insanity. That's part of it. Um, and, you know, Emily's mother tried drowning her. When she was when she was a, 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 a little girl, but she doesn't remember it, so it's all about that recovered memory. And so Jennifer and I get to play an awful lot. So it's really two converging stories in a sense. Emily, all right, you can stop yeah, there, John. Um, thank you, John. Uh, so, did you get all those clues for a start? That was incredible. The fact that basically that Emily was 
Emily's going to have to confront madness, that the madness wow. of her own mother, and also that Victoria has to confront madness in her family. Um, so, and also the, if you remember when the beginning of the season when we saw um, that when she was being drowned and Takeda was kind of in the water, mm-hmm. that's obviously a, a memory thing of her being drowned as a child. So I think obviously all that's going to come out. Interesting. So exciting. Yes. I know. I mean, Madeline, what was so great about meeting, um, just to explain, because course, um, she came to talk to the Hollywood Foreign Press, so um, uh, we got a chance to talk to her, and she was incredible. And uh, um, first of all, lovely woman, really sweet, nothing like Victoria. <laughs> she, was, yeah. she was an absolute darling. She's a very, very lovely woman. And um, and she ba- and so so basically we got to – and what was great is that normally, you know, when you talk to these people and they, they won't tell you anything, they won't give you any clues about what was going on. And at one point she said, oh, I'm saying too much because, you know, That's she awesome. was like <laughs> – she was like giving out all these clues as to what was happening. It was like it was awesome. just fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. So and and uh, not, also you were going to interview Emily, but she couldn't yeah. No, make that's it, what I was just going to explain. Yes, we were. Um, Judah also talked to Emily Van Camp, but unfortunately she had to fly home uh, this week. Her grandfather passed, and uh, oh, and uh, and uh, Madeline said she really apologised, but you know this was something that was a family emergency, and it was yeah, very that's... very kind of very sad for Emily. So our thoughts sure. go out to Emily. Right. Yes, for sure. Emily Van Camp. But I did want to say, actually, what I was going to bring up before wasn't in the video. You guys were talking about something in the screening room about who was going to be cast. Yeah, so this is one of the things that she was talking about, that uh, before Adrienne Barbeau got cast as her mother, they were talking to one of the great screen legends of all time, and I think you've heard of her, haven't you, Phil? I may have. Sophia Loren. I have heard of her. (laughs) Great, Phil. Um, So they, they were seriously considering Sophia Loren to pay the mother, but... Sophia Loren only wanted to do one episode and so they've now, Adrian Bravo was kind of available to do a lot more and obviously make a bigger story about the mother so that's why they went with Adrian Bravo. However, I have to say if Sophia Loren played the mother, I think that would have been the most interesting episode, most interesting episodes ever. They could have pulled a Takeda, like one episode with one and then the rest. Well, I think you'd notice if it wasn't Sophia Loren, come on. Yeah, right. We noticed it was was a Takeda, (laughs) but you know, we just went with it. Yeah, but, but yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but Takeda, Takeda, come on. <laughs> Sophia Loren's like huge. She's a legend. Yeah, she's so, gorgeous. So, yeah, yeah. So um, really cool. so yeah, and uh, so Madeline was really talking about sort of the mother issues and what's going to happen, and then also we've got a little bit more on this video, but because I want to thank everyone for sending me questions, and one of the great questions uh, that I got was about how Emily and her will they actually align, and I want to thank. Uh, someone for sending that question. I thought it was a great question. So I do ask her that question. So if you want to watch, we're going to actually um, tell you where to see the rest of that. Is that it, it's on the uh, yeah. the Golden Globes YouTube channel, correct? Yeah, exactly. And we'll tweet, and out, then a, um, a, we'll a tweet it out via at AfterBuzz TV. And yeah. I also want to say this is... Okay. Vi- John, get ready with the AfterBuzz TV exclusive button because thanks to Gabby, myself, and Anna, yeah. Catherine now has a Twitter. <laughs> woo Finally. That's right. You can follow her at, at Catherine Tulich. That's Catherine with a K T U L I C H. 
Last name Tulich. If you don't know how to spell it, look it up on our description. It's Thank right you. there. I tweeted it tonight. And I promised to learn how to tweet out, and I will give you something, uh, another exclusive about Madeline later on the Twitter. Here's the thing. Ka- Catherine is so <laughs> shy, shy about tweeting, and because she has such an amazing life. I mean, she's, she's on the Hollywood Foreign Press. She's meeting all these people. Like, she actually has Twitter-worthy things rather than, like... You know, not to not not to belittle, belittle Twitter, but it's like yeah. I took a poop today. Like, really? Like, no. that's some of the tweets that I'm seeing from people that are like that is not I worthy know, no, of a I tweet. I met George Clooney the other day. I, I can't. Oh I, my god! I, I can give you a list See, of twenty that people. is a worthy Twitter. I love George tweet. Clooney. Yeah, we had a private little. Ooh, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> not me, but she's gonna tweet about it anyway. We have <laughs> to get the predictions. Little thing. Sorry, Stacey Keebler. <laughs> and now. You're after Buzz TV. Prediction. Catherine's got a lot to Twitter about. All right. Uh, what do you guys predict? Better stop. Better stop. All right. I um, think that Emily is Amanda's uh, baby's godmother because she is going to eventually kill Amanda and wow. in, at some point. I think this is what I think. Wow! And that because she's going to want to start her own family with Jack, and the only way to get her out of the picture is to kill off Amanda, like towards the very end of the show. I think, like before their season finale, forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, and so we got something to look forward to in season. She'll 10. be the mother because she's the godmother. <laughs> so that's what I think. I'm thinking long term. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyone got shorter term that's, predictions? Well, that's hard to follow up with. Um, well, I think. It's a little bit longer term, but I do think that Emily and Victoria are going to at least commiserate. Uh, I don't know that they'll align, but I do think they'll get closer this season. Uh, And I think that Nolan will express more of uh, like a love for Emily uh, that's a little bit romantic. Ooh, I like that. In terms of the Amanda thing, uh, you know, we see in a little snippet she approaches like uh, Emily, you know, all these things that you do are hurting people and I think that's a direct result of the press conference. Um, So I'm going to like that argument on screen. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Catherine. (laughs) I don't really have predictions because they always throw me into a loop with the previews. And I'm like, none of this is going to happen in the context that it's meant. So think outside to. the box. Listen to that line and you figure out who they're talking to. I, I, I unfortunately have the hardest time thinking outside of the box. <laughs> Feels like it's this, it's A, or it's B. Black That's or right. white. That's, That's right. you are. Love it. But any spoilers we can look forward to? Well, uh, I think just the, the fact that, you know, like, like what she's clued us into, the fact that the, the, the mother thing's going to become like they're, they're both confronting madness, which I thought was a very interesting thing. But that's not going to be for a while because, yeah, according because to the video, just they just started. started. So that's what I'm saying. She really gave us some clues way down the track of what, what's going to be happening. However, don't they only read their scripts like a few shoots, like, they're not. They don't get the whole season's worth of scripts, yeah. right? Yeah. They're getting it. Like they're kind of following like us, but they're a little ahead of us. Well, they have to be on like schedule. episode seven at least. They, yeah. You know, otherwise well, we would. Yeah, yeah, but they originally said in an interview that they don't get the scripts. I forget, but if I like look back to the interview, that they don't. They don't know the whole seasons. They get. No, it. they don't. But you know, they have to. They they have to be. I would say I would say there so are at least it, four episodes. Not, but it's going to happen this season, like, and it's going to probably happen soon. Then 
where the mother is brought in. Yeah, yeah. We'll well, see. They've started shooting it this week. And I just also wanted to say that Madeline, I got a chance to tell her about After Buzz and she was so excited and I, I thought she was really lovely. She was just very excited that we're doing an after show for Revenge and said she was, yeah. So like, so is she coming in or what? Uh, no, <laughs> that she invited us onto the set, so we're going to have to follow that up. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring the set here. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Um, and we should have Charlotte yeah. hopefully coming in soon yeah. as well. We should. Um, so, because, uh, well, because we will. Because we will. Uh, because Anna's been hard at work getting trying to get these guys. So, uh, the more we try, the better results we'll get. What does that mean? Um, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, here's what helps. You guys rating and commenting on iTunes. Mm. Or also talking to us on Twitter. Uh, because if people see that and we have a big Twitter engagement, they'll be like, oh, I gotta get involved with this AfterBuzz TV thing. And trust me, they're watching. <laughs> um, just Madeline doesn't have Twitter, that's why she's not watching on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I do now. Hey, that's hey. right. Um, but speaking of Twitter, where can we find everyone? Gabrielle underscore Loren. Uh, you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And this is for the first time I can say it now. I can't yes, believe can. it. At, is that how you say it? At, at. Catherine. <laughs> My name, Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Toolich, T-U-L-I-C-H. Yay! What an exciting day. And you can, of course, tweet us at AfterBuzz TV. And the reason why we encourage you guys is because we want to keep the conversation going. You do. So, until, uh, until that, keep tweeting at us, and we'll certainly be back next week. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You have Revenge Notebooks, so buzz you later. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.